Good morning. Good morning, afternoon, good evening, and good night. How are you doing today, <laughs> Maggie Pulido? I'm okay. There was like crazy noise outside my window this morning. So it was like I woke up on sort of the wrong side of the bed, but now I'm here on the right side of the good. table. Yeah. I wanted to include all times of day because I don't know when people are going to listen to this. Yeah, so I just want to be all inclusive. You of know course. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we are at Cool Kids Table. Yeah, we are. And let's talk about our amazing guest today. Yeah. Wow. We wow. had we had Jasper Grant on the cast today. He sat at our table. What a handsome little gem. What a gem. Uh, one of the kindest, most empathetic people we've ever spoken to on this podcast, I'd say. Yeah, it was crazy because this episode, we had so many more questions lined up that we wanted to ask, but the conversation was so thrilling that we never, we as soon as... We didn't make it past pitch too. Right now. Not <laughs> it even. It was like all of a sudden it was an hour. Yeah, literally. And it was coming so quickly. And we could have, I mean, we could have talked to him forever. I mean, he talked about everything from growing up in a really small town, moving to his first big city, moving to another city, working with some of the, you know, some of the greats in musical theater. I mean, there's so much to take, take from this episode. But you know what he never really did? He never bragged about himself. Never. Like he never really mentioned any of the amazing credits that he has. I know. And when you hear all the amazing things he've done, you, he's done, you can only imagine what other stuff he's done that he didn't even bring up. Um, and what a humble, wonderful, amazing human being. I feel I feel more empathetic towards the world just because he was here with us. Do you feel that a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to go out and adjust my attitude today. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to take another look. And for those who don't know, um, let's just give like a breakdown of, of who Jasper Grant of is course. for those who have no idea. He, so Jasper is a vocal coach, music director, and an incredibly skilled pianist, teacher, mentor, and founder of his professional vocals coaching studio in New York. York City Jasper Grant Studio. He's the perfect guest because he leads with kindness in everything he does. Andrew Lippa, musical theater composer of The Wild love him, Party, love him. Big Fish, Adam's Family, describes Jasper by saying, his attention to musical detail is a composer's dream. Actual quote. He made my score sing to its fullest potential, a true artist. That's amazing. Renowned Broadway casting director Mary Sugarman says, what makes him so rare is his ability to anticipate the needs of his team and the actors he's working with, elevating everyone's potential for success. That he approaches the work with such a full heart is an awesome bonus. And one thing we learned is he is not classically trained in piano. He completely taught himself. So here are artists that recognize his talents and say that they it enhances their work and brings their work to life, but he's never trained. He, he did it all on his lonesome. Yeah, and he was the musical director for over 85 productions and traveled the world doing crazy. it. He worked on you know, Color Purple, Alter Boy, Smokey Joe's Cafe, it just to name a few. And on and on and on and on and I love it. He was so amazing. So you guys are going to hear such a great episode, um, but we want to do something we always do, which is start off every episode with a random fact of kindness. Random facts of kindness. We always like to celebrate kindness in the industry and in the business. So we like to celebrate kindness in the world just to kind of start the episode off right and give you a great idea of what's to come. So on that note, last week's episode uh, coincided with World Kindness Day. And then obviously after you record, you see the most perfect random fact of kindness. Um, so I really just wanted to mention it. So you might have seen it. Um, it's on. It was on CNN, I think, Maggie. Mm -hmm. um, and in celebration of World Kindness Day, West Penn Hospital, this is in Pittsburgh, PA, go Steelers, dressed up <laughs> all the newborns in cardigans and ties in honor of Fred Rogers, who modeled kindness and compassion to children. Those little munch, they, they looked, looked so, so cute. cute. Did you see that picture of them? Yes, they were so, so, uh, so Honestly, cute. it was so cute because they're like little babies and they looked like little grown-ups. I love that documentary too, that Fred Rogers documentary. It was yeah, so good. it was good. What was that? Uh, uh, beautiful won't Day be, in the Neighborhood. No, Won't You won't Be you My be Neighbor. My and now there's a Tom Hanks movie yeah, called Beautiful it? Day in the Neighborhood. I've not seen it, but if you have seen it and think it's great, why don't you like shoot a comment over on our Instagram, let you know what you thought of it. We'll definitely check it out and um, give people an update. But I just thought it was such a creative way to celebrate the holiday. And honestly, I felt like if we didn't mention it, we would uh, like we had to. We'd just it. be jerks. Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie. It got a 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Oh, fun. Okay. So it must be a must, a must see. And that Tom Hanks, like he had me at Forrest Gump, you know? Yeah. So should we get into it? Should we invite Jasper and say hello? Should we just do it? Let's just Let's do give it. these Let's people the episode in. that they've been waiting for. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, one of our most inspiring episodes yet with Jasper Grant. Yeah. It's the cool kids table. They were never the cool kids. So they just bought a table. Now it's the cool kids table, yeah. Nice, nice. So, nice. 
All right. We are here. We are recording and we are live at Radio Free Brooklyn with a very special guest, Mr. Jasper Grant. Oh, you do look handsome. Your hair looks very good. Yeah, Thanks. you look great it's a bit today. High today. It's okay. <laughs> I'm with it. It's because of secrets. Williamsburg. Williamsburg, is that yeah. where you live? Oh, that's where you are now. Yeah. So you got I the hipster hair. High hair. Yeah. He walked in and he was like, I feel so hip. Yeah, yeah. you are. You're on Ingram Street right now. So you're in a good place. How are we doing today? You good? I'm good. Yeah. Thank I'm you good. so much for coming all the yeah. way to Brooklyn. We're happy to have you. I love it. I love it. Um, we're very excited. You're a an amazing candidate for a guest uh, for a podcast about kindness. Um, so we're gonna um, we're gonna dive right in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive right in. I've actually known Jasper for how long? About five years, I would say. Right? Five or six? Is Had it more? Is it ten? That. I would say. Close <laughs> is it twenty? I would think at least a decade. <laughs> oh, but we haven't aged a day. When did you graduate college? No. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. She didn't graduate. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I do know that I didn't start coaching with you until like a few years after that because I was definitely like four or five years out of college. So let's, you know what? Let's years. just say eight. Let's okay. just agree That's on a eight. Good That's a good number. That's a long time to know someone. Yeah, he's been and my eight guy. in numerology is. Like fortune. So yeah, that's, that's good. right. That's yeah. right. He's been my coach, my mentor, my friend. So it's really great to have you. I'm so happy. Well, thank hey. you. Um, we're going to start at the beginning, Mr. Grant. Um, uh -huh. I don't know why I called you Mr. Grant, but what do you like? Do you like Jasper? People call yeah, you Jasper? Yeah, Jasper. Great. So Jasper, <laughs> it says here you were born in Paris, but Paris, Missouri, right? Is that? I'm from Paris, but I was born in Montana. Okay, you oh, were born wow. in Montana. Yeah. The most beautiful place on earth, my, people say. My parents were, uh, it's gorgeous up there. My my dad was stationed up there in the uh, Air Force. Okay. Uh, and my mom is from Montana. Wow. And I just happened to be born there, but they were from Missouri. So, so how, how how quickly after you were born did I you move say to like, Paris? I w it was like a pop out. Okay. 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 Because yeah. I was reading there's like a 1300 person population in Paris, which is like a fourth of Lake Placid. So that means it's really small. <laughs> One stoplight. Wow. And the stoplight was a blinking red. So oh, there was no not green. Even a real, so not even no, a no. What was that like? Do you remember growing up there? Was oh, that I loved it. It was so white. It's like it's Norman Rockwell. Did you say it was so white? Is that what you said? No. Oh. Well, said yes, that's so true. White. It is very white. <laughs> very white. Were there so any funny. clothing stores? Like no clothing stores. So what's there? there Just was houses, a, one gas station and there like was a, a uh one gas station. There was a grocery store. There was uh a library. Okay. Wow. Lots of churches. Okay. Like yeah. heart of the Bible Belt. Yeah. I read that you were, you grew up Southern Baptist, right? Southern Baptist. Yes. My lifeline back in the days. Right. So what, what and my high school had 60 total. Oh my God. What? Wait, total? I, I graduated with 12 people maybe. How many grades oh was God. high school? Was it nine through 12? Or nine was through it? 12. Okay. Uh, very small. Very Jeez. small. That's Six crazy. 12 people that I spent 12 years with. So and wow. so you said your dad was in the Air Force. So was he did he then get stationed in near Paris he, or how did he, that work? My father works for the government. Okay. And he eventually went into agriculture. Okay. Uh and Missouri obviously is like prime farmland. Right. And so he bought a farm and my dad was a farmer for a long time. Wow. So I was raised on a cattle farm. Wow. Do you like know a, how to milk a cow and stuff? Uh, beef cattle. Nice. I don't yeah. know what that means, but cool. So, I don't either. I just pretended. I was like, oh. <laughs> cattle that you eat rather okay. than cattle that you milk. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, okay. Is there a difference to milking? Uh, different, different breeds. Wow. Different breeds. Yeah. This is, this is news to me. Yeah. You, mostly people eat Angus. Which is a right, pretty common cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you're wow, you're a regular farm boy. Total farm boy. Like Did you, and worked the farm until I was eighteen. And you enjoyed it though. Like you like looked no, forward to it. Or? No. Well, you know, at that age, I knew no different. Got All it. the other kids were farmers. Mm -hmm. uh, I drove a tractor to school. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're Seriously? Talking, oh yeah, I was like. Like I a was green, like, like John Deere? Like uh, an orange Alice Chambers. Wow. It's uh, <laughs> like the competing, yeah. the competing tractor. <laughs> the Mercedes Alice Chambers are way cooler. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, most of the kids were all farmers, like poor, middle to low class. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. And I, I, at the time, now, I'm so, when I think back on it, how wonderful it was to have that solitude, yeah. to yeah. have such my core values placed in me that I didn't realize yeah. Right, yeah. by working on a farm. 
and having, you know, two friends. Right. Right. It's such a small town. Yeah. Right. You exactly. Know? So are you one of those people since you grew up in like a place that kind of forced you to be outdoors a lot? Are you like someone who finds a lot of solace and comfort in being outdoors? So hiking? much. It's what was one of my uh, one of my goals when I moved to the Upper West Side was I wanted to be by Central Park. Right. So it's such a gift to have Central Park as my backyard. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I go, I probably spend three hours a day wow. in the park. Wow. You need to come to Lake Placid. Yeah, you do. Oh, I hear. We should take I hear. you. You would, you would absolutely it love it. It's magic. It, it honestly is, is so. pure magic. So how did music enter your life? Like yeah. how did the piano come the into church? Play? That's what, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what okay. I was thinking. Uh, I went to a, uh, the popular church in town. Oh, because there was more than one. Where, where like the <laughs> there was two. Maybe like the doctor of the town went to my church. Oh, okay. <laughs> or and like the dentist went to my church. So we had money. Oh, okay. We had yeah. money. Fancy, yeah. Fancy church. So we had like a grand piano in our church. Oh, okay. Wow. That was a big deal. Yeah, I can that's imagine sweet. that really shaped who you are. Yes. You're literally the best piano player I've oh, ever shucks. seen. Oh, shucks. I'll, Truly. I'll take it. So how did that? How did that come to be? You just like went in there one day and started. I started or? pretending how to play the piano. Wow. How old were you? How old was I? Like eight or nine. Awesome. Wow. But I have to admit, I'm not a formal trained. I taught myself how to play the piano. Wait, so no. I've never had any training. No. Mm-hmm. You Wait. taught yourself how to sight read? And I taught myself how to read music eventually. And I taught myself how to play the piano. Just from kind of in my church, own language. Or? Uh, You know, I, I say the church because the church had the piano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I would literally drive to church and just sit in the sanctuary and for hours teach myself how to play the piano. Wow. And if, for That's anyone amazing. who's listening, I mean, it's Jasper's one of those piano players. You can put something in front of him. He's never seen it in his life and plays it better than you've ever heard it in uh, your life. Shucks. Like I, it's one of those things I, I truly don't understand. I was telling him. She talks him, about it all the time. I, I was really telling him right before this. I was like, I, it's a different type of brain when you can look at something so fast. Cause I have to be like, like most people, what key signature am I in? Which flats, which sharps am I doing? It is so, you play it flawlessly oh, and thanks. you also give the singer such confidence because you're like, oh my God, that was so beautiful and you feel so accompanied. Yeah, that's what, I feel like I'm a really good accompanist. I'm not a good pianist, but I'm a really good oh, accompanist. I think you are. Oh, shucks. <laughs> well, what's funny but, though, when you're really a really good accompanist though, we, you get spoiled because then you practice with this person that's amazing. Oh, and sometimes yes. you don't get that in the room. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's good to go in there and really know your stuff. And the joy, the, is, room, the joy is to, to make music with you. Right, exactly. And you can feel that yeah. as the person singing. I, I I pride myself in being a very empathetic person. So I when I feel your energy, I will give it back to you. Right. That's amazing. That Those are my favorite people. But, like if you put Mozart in front of me, I would butcher that shit. I'm just not, my brain doesn't work in structure. My brain works more in free form. I see. Okay. I, I think meta when I play. I don't think this bar I need to play and then I move to this bar. I'm thinking this is going to sound overall like what I imagine. You know huh. what I mean? Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you were learning piano, what were you playing? Were you playing like, were you playing gospel music? Were you, like, what were you? What yes. Were you I eventually playing? learned hymns because uh, I got, what's the word? Wrangled okay. yeah, yeah, into yeah. playing, starting to play the services. Okay. And so again, I kind of faked it till I ma- made it. You're right. And I our favorite I, phrase at Nico Frank yeah, Productions. Seriously, it. we're, it's what we do. We fake it till so we like, make it. So like, I, I, I gave, I gave performances during church, I like during the, during the offering, like when the offering goes around. Like it usually was like my time to have a solo, right. and I would emote. <laughs> For Jesus, I literally that. and figuratively. I love that. <laughs> and so it became like my theater. Right. Because, you know, my school didn't have a theater program. My school didn't. I was like in the middle of farmland. Yeah. Right. We, you know, we had a choir, but our choir was like nine people. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Was anyone so else in your family like that inclined? My great grandmother had a piano in her basement that I would go and pretend to play when I was little. Cool. Okay. And there was three pieces of sheet music that sat on the piano and I would. I pretended to play them and she would open her basement door and just, I'd hear her clap after I'd play. (laughs) And it was, one was White Christmas. One was Alexander's Ragtime Band. Oh my God. And the other one was Chattanooga Choo Choo. That's like, so all this, these three original or these three pieces of music. Original. I I know, right? These three original But I got them framed and they're in my kitchen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's also like a reminder of where you came from. Exactly. I love that. That's amazing. And Oh, that was touching. And I had supportive, I just had, you know, I was in a town that was once they discovered that I 
had gifts i was like taken care of yeah they 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 cultivated art do you through me do you feel like you picked it up pretty quickly too do you feel like it was like in you you like knew i tell people it was like i understand i understand the piano like when i look at it i i get this i get it that's and i always i always got it right wow yeah um, it just made me think of something like you play, you're a coach in the city. So you play a lot during the day when you don't play during the day for work. Do you still feel inspired to go home and play at night? I don't have a piano in my home, <clears throat> partly because I was worried, not worried. I wanted to separate church and state. Mm-hmm, like I yeah. want piano became very work centric for mm-hmm. me, but, uh, I recently subletted a home that had a piano. So I took advantage and like rekindled my relationship with the piano. How did that feel? Uh, I feel like good days and not good days. Okay. The piano is like my ultimate partner in life. Right. And as with your ultimate partner, you get, you fight. Right. Mm-hmm. There are days when I look at that piano and I'm like, I do not want to fucking play you right. today. Uh, and my emotions, obviously where I am that day is affected affects how I play. Right. So it's hot or cold, but I loved having the piano for then. And I'm happy not having a piano now. Okay. I love that. Do you yeah. write your own pieces? No, I'm not a composer. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I've tried and I've been commissioned to try, but I've had to give those commissions back. It just is part of my brain that I don't get it. And I think partly because I think it's the structure of not having the education mm-hmm. to know that this chord should go after this chord and right. you know well at some point i should really play you my award-winning <laughs> first grade compa- i have a video of it i can <laughs> i can no, share no, it with i him. would like to show him in person <laughs> oh okay yeah the, the piece that i composed in first grade won the talent competition um quite an never, like, something never played on? again <laughs> yeah were you wearing like one of those big silk bows i imagine you was, like were living it like placid diva I, I don't know. <laughs> she really is. She's very well known in that, oh, in that Lake Placid. If you come world. to Lake Placid, you will be too. So, but no, I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm looking back. I'm so happy that I was from a small town, like small town USA. <clears throat> Even though I do joke that I tell people I am from Paris, and it's just like Paris, right. France, but without the culture. Right. <laughs> and what is uh like? How did you find? How did you find theater? How did you find theater music? How did like that start entering your world? I had parents who said yes. Like, obviously, it's true that the Bible Belt is very conservative. Yeah, of course. Yeah, very, I was from, like, Trumpville, USA. Uh, so, but at the same time, I had parents who supported. And, you know, obviously, when you're from a small town, too, the football team is what you should be doing. Right. right like, yeah. if I was not on the football team, then who was I? Yeah. You know, I was nobody. But my parents were like, no, you are a musician. Like, Uh, let's hone that. Let's craft it. So I started looking at at first, here's a fun fact. I don't know if you know this, Maggie. When I was a senior in high school, I wanted to be a mortician. What? Oh my goodness. Why? What happened? I thought I was going to go to mortuary school. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to own a funeral home. Wow. How did that come to be? Like what made even, I think looking back now, I think the attraction was that I wanted to ultimately help people yeah. through the process of grief. That's usually where right, it comes from, yeah. yeah. But homie does not want to be like taking out body like no. body fluids oh, or like... And embalming people? Mm-hmm. No, no. But I love going to cemeteries. Wow. It's one of my favorite things to do. When I was on tour, the fr- one of the first things I would do was always find the cemetery and go walk out. I think there's something really beautiful about cemeteries, mm-hmm. yeah. especially we run there sometimes. There's one nearby. We'll run and we'll just stop and look around. And it is kind of, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's daunting. Intense. Yeah, it's like, wow, there's all these presents. And how we here. as a society deal with death, death and how we want to remember people. Right. Yeah, with a piece it's, of stone. Fa- yes, it's fascinating. It's it fascinating. really is interesting. Yeah, so I wanted to, I was all on track to like become a like okay. a own a funeral Mortician. home Great. I had no concept of what changed your mind uh, having to touch dead people yeah <laughs> did you like try it and you were like no 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 not for me or like you know my parents best friends in town were the people who owned the funeral home got okay. it so I, like, I had a hookup <laughs> nice so you like interned at the local funeral home I I occasionally did work there and like would like be the person who like welcome people in wow right. yeah and handed out the the icon and you know going back to kindness i think that's where i started cultivating like an uh 
an open heart yeah. because I, I wanted to help those people. And everyone that's walking in is going through something. Yes. I mean, and they don't want to be there. Right. So it, it was a, a very informative time. And I really did want to own a funeral home. Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, so no. Crazy. I think about that now. I'm like, what? Well, the thing that's interesting to me is like everything you're saying from the way you picked up music, the way you played for your church, like it seems like everything you've been doing since you were a kid, even farming was to care for others. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. cared for animals. You yeah. cared for your family. You crafted music to the point where you can care for this court, for the ensemble at your church and all yeah. this stuff. And then to cult, to make people like in their hardest moment in their lives, the only thing you could think of is how to make him feel better about a really hard moment. That says a lot about your character and, and makes a lot of sense as to who you are today and who I'm talking to right now. So that's, oh, I mean, it's, it all makes sense. Like it's all, yeah, I look back and I'm like, oh, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely yeah. tracks. The universe was definitely in my favor. So, right. so yeah. no, so no mortuary for so you. So no mortuary. Okay. And but then, I did want to get the f out of Farmville. Right. Okay. I can imagine. Yeah, very much so. So I only wanted to look at schools that were in big cities. Right. Cool. Like St. Louis to me was like a big New York City. city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Having gone there on like going to Six Flags for right. the church right. trips. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I think back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, so I went to, I, I went as an undecided major at Webster University in okay. St. Louis. Okay. And immediately started hanging out with the theater kids. Like they were like the cool, wacky, zany. And I bet you, you met people that were like you for the first time. Yes, very much so. And also because I was kind of, not kind of, I was from Missouri, I had a car. So All I right. was popular. Oh. Everyone wanted me to take them to the grocery store oh. or take them here to the mall. Did you appreciate that? Did you like being that yeah, person? Yeah, because or I, was that a lot for you I coming like, from a small town? Well, I feel like it kind of gave me like, like a a card carrying member right. of the theater club when I right. wasn't even in the theater club. Nice. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I became involved because I happened to have transportation. Wow. Wow. Right. <laughs> and there's nothing, and again, a way to help other people. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and also all those, all those young musical theater majors, because Webster has like, yeah, has a musical a theater program. program. Yeah. I would like, they would be like, can you help me learn this song? Right. And I would just go to the practice rooms in the music building and help them plunk out music. So that's kind of how it started. Nice. Was yeah. these kids were needing help with their jury songs or yes. needing help with the Sondheim section. Or, right. So I hadn't played any musical theater before that. What? So I didn't wow. know. Were you I didn't listening know who Andrew Lloyd Webber was. I didn't know any of this. No, not at all. So you must did you fall in love with any composers back then? Like what made you be like, oh, musical theater? I feel like I feel like I fell in love with the shows that that school did. Right, okay. They did nine. Mm. So That's I was a great like, show. More yes and who's that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They, then they did uh what else did they do? They did Anything Goes. But I think that's how I started diving into learning the education that I did about music was just being at the right place at the right time. Did you sing as well? Did you sing, perform any of that I stuff did. as well? I did. I started taking voice lessons to see and I actually took a, a semester of piano at college and I fucking hated it. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so funny. Just because I think I did not enjoy someone telling me this what? is the right and this is yep. wrong because my brain didn't work that way. Right. Right. It's like, yes, I'm really good at playing auditions, but if I, if you knew that I wasn't playing what was on the page. Right. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is that sometimes <laughs> yes. we'll sing to, I'll sing with you and I'll be it like, wow, great. I've never heard it like that. Because <laughs> like, I'm not reading the music. Because you're adding stuff I'm in. I'm making that shit up. Like things that sound so much better than the actual music sounds. And then you get like, into wow, the audition. You're like, for he Jesus. missed that part that Jasper was playing. It, so it was funny. intense. And like, you know, now, and both of you know this at the time, uh, when I first started being an audition accompanist. I enjoyed playing like the general call auditions, mm -hmm. but once like the music team came in, I had such imposter syndrome wow. because I was like, oh, that means I have to play what's on the page. Oh shit. And I would be awful. My hands would shake and oh. I felt unworthy because I didn't have the education right. of those people in the room. Meanwhile, I feel like they would probably appreciate the ad living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking back. Would. So it was kind of a, a turning point for me as an artist to be like, oh, I had need to uh, work some of that out. What's that about? So how did you end up in a conservatory program? You went to both? I, yeah. I, my best friend in St. Louis, her older sister was going to Boston and she sent me the fancy brochure. Mm -hmm. That's what did it. P 
people uh, pictures of pretty people in black and white like on stage looking out I'm like I want to fucking do that right and so I called my mom and dad and I was like I want to leave St. Louis and I think I want to try out for Boston and so I sent in a video of you doing what <laughs> playing piano singing what playing the piano and singing because I, what's interesting is at the time there was no programs in the country for music directing or conducting or right. any of that. Right. And get this, when I when I applied or when I applied for the BFA at Boston, there was eight programs in the country total what? that did wow. musical theater. Yeah. And you know how many there are today? How many? 492. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? It is it's uh BFA programs are one of the cash cows for most universities yes. now. So universities will get accredited to get BFAs because they know that they can get 40 to 50 students in a class. That's how a lot of public school or public colleges make their money is they get accredited away. for musical theater programs. I'm not. That totally makes sense. Like, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because they, they're basically I'm using us. And they take all the money that we pay and don't yep. even put it towards the music yeah. program and use yeah. it for the football team or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I sent in a video. Do you remember what you played <laughs> yes. and sang? I didn't. Actually, I didn't play. Uh are you ready for this? Yes. Yes, I'm so please, excited. Yes. I really hope it's good. I'm super proud of this. I sang. <laughs> <laughs> How could I ever know? No. No. <laughs> You, that's what you sang in a in like a three piece suit, like just standing there oh. stiff as a board. Like I was, I wish I had that video. And you booked it, and I booked that shit. Not even on I, a waiting list. They were like, yes, yes. Do you know that song from New um, Songs for a New World? That's like. And I'll be like Mother Mary, oh, whatever yeah. that song is. Yeah. That's what I sing for my college auditions, wow. which makes no sense. And I will be like Mother Mary with a blessing in my soul. And I will give the world my eyes. I don't think so I even had a clue that it really was not for a man. Even <laughs> Right. That's what I'm saying. Like when you I were got... gender bending and like, <laughs> you know, t- you're right. I was totally gender bending before. So so Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they loved you so much. They were like, look at this man in a suit, gender bending. <laughs> and I remember being like, so like operatic and like pure, Aww. just standing there stiff as a board, just like nothing. Oh, that's dead. precious. That's really <laughs> sweet. I sing the, ki- I sing the kite song from your adventure. Yes. Brown more speed, a little more rope, a little more wind, a little more hope. Got it. That's just not, not bad. That's not a bad choice. I just wanted to do something upbeat. All these kids were like singing these sad, sad songs. And last minute I was like, I'm going to sing something fun for these people because they're probably dying at these people just screaming ballads at them all day So long. get this. Yeah. I think this is interesting too. So I sent my video. I sent my video in. I got accepted. But then they put me in the sophomore year. Oh, okay. Even though I had no training. What? Because I was older, I suppose. Yeah, because how many years did you do at Webster? Just a, I think a year and a half. Okay. So I was deemed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> deemed yeah. accredited to be nice. a sophomore. Right. Okay. But I had no training. No training whatsoever. Right. And you got accepted into the musical theater program. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. And get this, you know, back then I feel old when I say that the BFA program, like Boston total. In the, our entire BFA program back in 90, I, I transferred in in 95, I think. There was, I had t- 12 people in my class. Wow. Anybody, yeah. be, anybody like name? No. Anybody of note? Cool. Uh, successful, but in other routes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. A guy it's named Tony too. Speciali is a director in town who uh, is doing really well, but I think Tony and I are the only two that are still involved in theater. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it was so new back then. and There was no showcases when yeah. I graduated. Right, there yeah. was no way to like right. break out unless yeah. you did it all yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so how long after Boko did you end up in New York City or did you stay in that city for a while? Uh, this, is, this is actually a fun story. I give so much thanks to the dean of the musical theater department at Boston. His name is, was Neil Donahoe. And he, I knew that I didn't want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. I had no desire to be an actor, but I wanted to be involved in theater. And so he kind of helped me create my own curriculum to graduate with a BFA. But still, he somehow, I don't know how he did this. 
I got to take classes at BU and I got to take classes at New England Conservatory. Oh, wow. So instead of like doing uh, Chekhov, right. I was sent to go study conducting. Nice. Or, yeah. So it was What pretty, a good dean. Someone who saw potential in someone yes. that didn't really necessarily fit into the box they at provided. A, at a time when there was no, literally no programs for music directing or, right. you know, you that was a word that no one really used. So he kind of forged my path for me. Were you able to communicate what you needed from him? Like, was that something you were no. able to communicate and that's how it happened? Or he just kind of figured he it out? Took, he took, he took care of me. He took care of me. He was a very kind man. Wow. He was super compassionate. And it's funny that me and Tony were his two babes. Wow. And it's funny that me and Tony are, are still the two that are doing theater. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I graduated knowing that I didn't want to be on stage, but I wanted to be involved somehow. That's amazing. Yeah. And so... So I graduated from Boston. I did... I did summer stock at a small theater up in Maine. As a music director? As a music director. Okay. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, oh gosh, because you know, again, I don't know how schools are these days. We had no business, no training of, this is how you what get a now? job. Right. <laughs> well, know? yeah, actually we're writing a whole book about kind of about what that. To do, about because what to do no because how to move. Who do you talk to first? Right. Who? Unless you go to the, the like top five or whatever, you're not really taught anything about producing your own stuff or the business of it or networking or like how to get in the ring at all. So yeah, we can relate. Yeah. So I, this is so funny. I literally flipped a coin because I had a friend who was in my class who lived in San Diego. Oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, how about you move to California? And I was like, huh? Like what? What would I do there? And I knew that I didn't want to move to New York. And she was like, how about you come for a month and see if you like it? And so here I had all my belongings in my car in Maine and I flipped a coin and I was like, universe, if this is supposed to be, yes, I'm wow. going to go to San Diego <laughs> or no, I'm going to move to, or heads or tails, whatever. I'm going to move to New York and do it. And I flipped and it got San Diego and I literally the next day started driving to San Diego. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. I knew one person. And what'd you do there? <laughs> and that's a long drive too. Yeah. yeah. Like you're just but, like, you don't just like drive to San yeah. Diego. It's but not like I, going to Target. Totally. And it, I literally picked the two furthest destinations, yeah, literally. Maine to San Diego. But wow. in hindsight, I think everyone should drive cross country. Yeah. I've done it. Life. I've done it twice. It's so, it's, I loved it. It's beautiful. It's awesome. On many levels. So I got to San Diego, stayed at her house until I found an apartment. And then she hooked me up with uh, a local theater in town. And I ended up working for that theater. And then I ended up getting a job at La Jolla Playhouse because in San Diego, San Diego at the time, right. there was the Globe in La Jolla. Right. And this was at the time when theaters were not yet doing out of town tryouts in those right, right, theaters. Right. right. Yeah. And I just happened to be really good at playing the piano. Right. And a local. Right. So yes. I started playing all of these shows in San Diego that were turned into shows that you knew. Like wow. I was the rehearsal pianist for a little show called uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, awesome. Um, but the fact is everything today is thoroughly modern. Check your personality. Everything today. Uh, at, as a La Jolla playwright. Right. At La Jolla. Yeah. When she, so with that, oh, before. It was the, way before. Wow. wow. Well, originally it was Aaron Dilly. Right. Yes. Aaron Dilly. Yes. And then yes, one day yes. Aaron Dilly wasn't there. And we were like, oh my God. And you got to witness all of it. Wow. Crazy. What yeah. was that like? Just quickly. Cause I just need to hear about that. Like, was it just, you saw her perform and were you like, wow. Well, she was Sutton. the, she was the only understudy that was ready. Right. She Sutton. happened to be at the right place at the yeah. right time. Yeah. And she wow. was prepared. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's she what I heard. She was prepared for opportunity. And know, she was ready. I know one of the original producers and he said, literally she, she got sick. Um, and they were like, we, they didn't even start rehearsing their understudies yet because they didn't open yet. They were still figuring out the show. And right. Sutton Foster was literally like, well, I'm ready. I can I, do it. It gives me shivers. And she and was so good at it apparently. So and Kristen Chenoweth was supposed to do it in yeah. New York, right? Yeah. And, uh, so many people did that one that kind of dissipated like the voice of uh, Ursula in the uh, mermaid movie oh, what's her yes, name lee yes. carroll i forget her name she was the bad person tanya pankins was in it originally like so many people the iterations but at the time this is what is so fascinating is at the time that was just a regional production right, right. they're like we're gonna do it at la Jolla playhouse right. isn't that crazy and then the idea of regional theaters picking starting to cultivate new shows started happening and then Full Monty happened and I right. was involved with Full Monty. Wow. wow. So, and then I was involved with Jersey Boys. All of these shows originated in right. a city that I just happened to be living in wow. and right. was a local. Ah. So they hired me. 
I just got the shivers. Yeah. Again. And then uh, the blessed day that Des Mackinoff took really good care of me when I was in San Diego. And he, one day I was, he hired me for something. I forget what it was in San Diego. And he was like, I'm not going to hire you anymore. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I need he, was a job. Like, he was like, you need to move to New York. Wow. He was like, you've, you've reached like big fish capacity here. Wow. He was like, you have more to do. So I'm not going to hire you anymore. Look at all these people wow. that see your potential before you even realize it. That's, that's pretty crazy, right? That's amazing. So well, I had some like major like breakdowns because I loved living in San Diego. Like right. I, I was a total hippie, like Han most picture, of the time. I can picture you there. I can picture oh, myself it was there. <laughs> it's, it's such an addicting city. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you have that weather and the beach and the ocean. It, it was Michael's favorite place on tour. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Des was like, I, you could stay here and be successful, but you have bigger stories to tell. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So you literally like up and moved? So I up and moved. Flipped another coin? No. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> tails so, and tails. So uh, I started playing for jobs on, I forget, because Playboy wasn't around then. So there was no, you right. know. How do you find right. those yeah. jobs? Somehow I got hooked up with somebody looking for a conductor for a, a non-act tour of fame. Right. And got this was you. like, I think this was two, 2000. With Katie Kaiser. <laughs> yes, Katie Kaiser. <laughs> she was on that tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Eventually, wow. yeah. Wow. Crazy. I love her. And then I got the job and then I, so I kind of moved to New York into rehearsal. Wow. I went wow. right to rehearsal. Yeah. And was that the show that you brought to China? Was it that show that you brought to so, China? First ever Broadway musical in China. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. So that's a really interesting story too. I happened to be... Uh, at the right place at the right time. I had done a production of Fame and then I became kind of a global supervisor for Fame where they the organization flew me around to make sure that it, the different productions of Fame were up to right, what, yeah, a yeah. guy named Father Fame who wrote the show. Father Fame? That's And that's what he wanted to be called. Interesting. Okay, so sir. So literally when <laughs> I talked to him. a lot of pride him, in that show, huh? I, I couldn't call him David. Wow. Which was Father his name. Wow. I literally had to say Father Fame. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Come back but down. That show did me yeah. well. It sent me to China. Yeah. It sent yeah. Me to, so I happened to be China, this conservatory in Beijing, wanted to do the show because it's highly American. It's mm -hmm. highly westernized with uh, themes that China doesn't have. Right. So I went and I was the first, it, I was the first like musical theater teacher in China. Wow. That's amazing. And, and how did that feel for you? Like so good on so many levels. I, I do believe in past lives. Mm -hmm. the, I literally set my foot down off the plane and I was like, I've lived here, here before. before. Wow. Wow. And over the course of my life, I've been to China probably 25 times. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, because that production of fame happened at that school and I spent six, I think six months of my year in China at that time. In Beijing? In Beijing. And then the conservatory program in Shanghai heard of me and they were like, we want him. So then the following year I went to Shanghai and I ended up in Shanghai and I ended up helping them rewrite their curriculum <laughs> because, wow. uh, there was no musical theater programs. So they wanted a musical theater program and they wanted to do the Lion King and they wanted to do Chicago and they wow. wanted to do, that's the only two shows they knew. Right. So they wanted to do both of those shows. So I was like, I don't think so. I right. don't think you can do Lion King. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a they wanted, inappropriate. They wanted to do Miss Saigon and I get it, uh -huh. but it was like yeah. Yeah. tricky, tricky. Right. right. But I had the gift of watching the first generation of musical theater artists in China like come touch to be. their lives, yeah. But what's sad is that the joy of seeing that, but then there's no market for them. Right. Right. There's literally no musical Which back then. Crazy. I never even thought about that. The only, you know, the only opportunities they got were to watch a video of a musical. Right. There were, the Eastern audiences were not interested in musical theater. So now it's like the hotbed where all the shows go. It's become Western. Yeah. But these kids were the best of the best. And think about this. This is crazy to me. China has 40 cities that are larger than New York City. What? Whoa. Think about that for a second. 40 cities are larger than New York City. In the entire country, there's only two conservatory programs. Oh, wow. my okay. God. Yeah, that puts it in perspective. With 20 kids in a class. Wow. So, oh, so you were working with like child prodigy or yes. And also rich government right. people who paid for their kids right. to be in school. Right. Okay. But like you, th I think of all the missed opportunity of those 
you think of the thousands and thousands of kids in China back then that needed to see was, theater. <laughs> yeah, needed or to sing and needed to literally dance two and, programs yeah. in the in billions of people. It really makes me realize a like the kindness of people like you that get to like bring this and and bring your full heart into it. It wasn't like, hey, I need a job. Let me just work with these kids. Like you had a, you seem to have a lot of passion for the for the work. Yeah. And I think those kids probably, you probably changed their they lives. Were, they were my, they were my babies. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and even if you think back at like, I don't know if you, Spiro, went to like a musical theater camp or anything when you were a child, but it's those types of people that I remember that showed me what real passion for something looks like and hard, what hard work looks like. And um, that's why teachers are so important and coaches and right. mentors. And yeah. And also but, I was like, tw- I was like 23. Right. So I was really passionate. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I was was young, you were I was not a young yet. buck right. who was like <laughs> feeling good and feeling young and sexy and just giving it. <laughs> so Still they are. were, they were all oh, thanks, but they were like, they ate it up and it was such a gift. Such well, a I gift. also, I also think of like the culture in China, like they're not very vulnerable, not very open emotionally. Yeah. And here you are creating a whole program around, you must be vulnerable. Right. You must show yeah. your feelings. And that must've, that must've been such a huge thing for them because parents in China don't say, I love you. They don't hug their kids. It's not what they do. Even when you go see theater, so I'm told they don't even like applaud you until the very end. They don't like that's disrespectful to them. And another thing that blows me away about China that we forget is that it is still a one child policy, right. mm-hmm. which means that if you think about it, you have your their parents and then both sets of grandparents and they usually all live together right. with all the energy focused on the success of that one child. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So there's so much pressure on these kids to succeed in a society that had no opportunity for them. Right. Dang. In these conservatory programs. Like all these kids had so much pressure on them. And also, you know, like I probably assisted over the course of those three, four years that I went 15, 16 kids out of the closet. Damn. Right. Wow. I knew when I got the, uh, when I got the email, cause back then, like you still couldn't, I still couldn't use my cell phone over there. Like still craziness. Can I take you to coffee? Wow. And I was like, You're oh, like, oh I know okay. what this means. <laughs> but like, what oh, a gift. Yeah, oh my God. I wish I could do that like, for people. Yeah. It was, it was delicious karma. Like I would have, looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, I would, would want someone like me to come out of the closet too. Right. I felt yeah. safe and I kept it quiet and. Exactly. Respectful of it. Yes. Well, when you were there and you had this opportunity to like, just connect with these kids and see how their lives changed, did that sort of inspire you to start your own coaching studio in New mm-hmm. York? hundred percent. Two things. I just work better as my own boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Control issues. So so Control issues. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's, it's really, it's rewarding. Yes. Yes. And I like the freedom of not having such a structured existence. I just do much better in my life without without such structure. And yeah, I moved back and I started coaching and that turned into word of mouth and it turned into a large, a large, I probably, I think I have about 700 That's on, on, my, on my, uh, in Roster. my community. Yeah. <laughs> so it, wild. it's a gift. It's a gift to see so many different people every day. Well, you also constantly celebrate your artists that you yes, work right. with, it's important. which is it, you know, it's, it, it is. And it's the thing that's so interesting to me is to like have someone as Someone that's, you know, you're coaching people on material so they can get work, but then you're also celebrating the work they get without celebrating yourself because you're doing a lot of the work. Yes, but you're making it about like their successes and that. How does that, is that successful to you? Like that's your success is their success? Yes. And I think more importantly, I really pride myself in the community of artists that I'm so lucky to be around that we find the success in all the ways like you getting engaged is that should be celebrated oh, yeah. that's important yeah yeah you having a baby is so important that's way more important than you getting cast at jersey boys more helpful yeah and it's a good way to put to remind people of that because i'm sure dealing with musical theater actors specifically it's like not you all get about of, getting that broadway contract yeah. yes it's not and to redefine success and like right. making sure that you will be more successful if you are kind to people and are you show abundance in the many ways that you can find the good things in your life. I love that. Is it hard to be around because I mean, yes, (laughs) 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 like people that are like, well, because you know, and I'm guilty of it too. A lot of actors are like, you have days where you're just like feeling down on yourself or you're not as confident. And like, sometimes you come into the coachings and 
you leave feeling so much better about yourself. Every time I've come in to work with you, I leave and I'm like, I had nothing to worry about or whatever. But I can imagine that it's exhausting to be to to like hear one person after another and like what they're going through and all the things that they have going on in their head. Like, does it take it out of you sometimes or does it actually just inspire you at the end of the day? Both. I think, you know, I, I forget I forget the woman who said one of her big principles is be responsible for the energy you bring in a room. Mm -hmm. And I really hone in on that. And like, I definitely feel if someone's coming in and they're crabby or like they had a shitty audition or they are going to use the half hour, maybe not to sing, but to get some things off their chest, Right. Right. which you do you boo. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, my ears are here. Right. I'm not your therapist, right. but I will listen. Right. right. I think once we find the level of energy that we connect with, or I try to get people on my energy, mm-hmm. then yeah. I think we can like get work. down to the knitting grid of what that, what the issue is that day. And maybe the issue is you had a shitty audition right? or maybe the issue is I'm really scared of going to this audition or maybe it's the fear of showing up for yourself tomorrow right. or it's, uh, I want this so bad that your grip is so tight, you know? Hmm. As such an empath, do you feel like when people do walk into your room with that energy, does, do you feel pressure in order to alleviate some of that stress because you are such the empath mm, that you are? Good question. Do I feel pressure? No. No. Okay. I feel like I I try to walk a very authentic life. And I definitely, there are days when I'm not necessarily wanting to, to be in musical like theater or like yeah. listen to you sing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh. At the end of the day, I feel like we as humans just want to be heard. Hmm. Like whether it's you telling me a woe or a joy that happened that day, I feel like once we get that energy out there, then I love it. Right. Yeah. That's a beautiful but thing. But I do, don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, I definitely have mashed potato brain. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And also, you know, for years I had a hard time of balance of like dating per se, because I had given so much energy out during the day right, that the yeah. last thing I want to do is Going talk to, to other or, people. Like yeah. I, I talk to, you know, if you think like I probably coach around 30 hours a week. So I spend like 30 one-on-one hours with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of one-on-one time. And sometimes yeah. they're half though. And you have yeah. double the people. So yeah. sometimes it's 60. I just want to go home and open that bottle of wine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. watch some Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Right. Well, so talking about your studio, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, I received a package from you. My husband mm. received one too separately yeah, a couple months later. Nice and it was unlike anything I've ever received. And it really touched me. And I remember when I opened it up, I think I called you and left a voicemail because yeah. I was like, so I couldn't believe it. And it was it was the timing of it was so crazy because I had such a bad day and I came home to open it. And basically for anyone who's listening, it was, um, you know, an envelope and in it, it had my old headshot, which was one of the things that you were supposed to give you when you first become Mm -hmm. a student. And so, and there was a message in it about like, look who you were back then. Look how much you've changed. Look how much you've done. Look how much you've been able to celebrate. And just like this, this very sweet, sweet message. And then look at your resume, you know, look how your resume has changed. Who are you now a person like really take that moment and reflect on it and then there was a little card that is from like was it like an angel deck or yeah, something? something like that an angel card and so um I was intimacy oh. and it it was just interesting and I was so moved by it that you had taken time out of your day to send something like that to me and I knew that you probably were doing it for other students as well and I just thought what an incredible coach to do to do that for his students and lift them up so what inspired that <laughs> And what's funny is that I feel just the same, but more about the, I get the gift of like hearing you say that. So Mm -hmm. it's like the gift is equally mine. You know, I had this stack of headshots and resumes in my closet that I had not touched. Maggie, probably when you gave me the headshot, I put it on that pile and then I didn't look at it again Hmm. for 10 years. Right. I said 10 years again (laughs) for eight years. (laughs) years. (laughs) And then I, I moved and I was like, feels bad karma to throw out all those headshots. Oh yeah. So I was like, what can I do with them? And I wanted to return them to people. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to like make it a game. So I started choosing a headshot, one headshot a day. And I probably had like 1200. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a lot of stamps. And my, a lot of stamps. But the only, <laughs> the only rule I gave myself was that whichever one I picked, I had to send. And nice. it could be people that I 
didn't know anymore. Like it was like a one time I saw you and that's it. Right, right. I still took the time to like send it. Whatever you're doing in the world, yeah. look at this. You know what I mean? And also people that I don't talk to anymore. Those were hard. Right. Like people that I no longer have a relationship with. And right. I was like, ooh, I want to throw that shit away. <laughs> yeah, that is and I was that's like, some personal growth yeah. right there to like get the stamp and put it in the mail. So over the course of two years, I've probably I think I've probably sent about 400 out. Wow, wow. that's amazing. Yeah. And that one person who's like still hasn't gotten new headshots. Yeah. They're like, yes, a new one. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. So it's so great. And it's so like, and we're talking like, I have a lot of headshots that are like black and white. Yeah. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? It's so fun. And Has the, re the response been pretty great yeah. from it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people are, I don't think you keep doing it. People are like, enough, Jasper. <laughs> Stop celebrating me. Like, I and think, also, it also feels so good karmically to release that energy from my home. Right. Because yeah. if you think about it, you're clearing up space. I have 1,200 pieces of paper with lots of people's dreams. Right. That energy is and like special skills. Yes. It's just sitting in my closet, special skills. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do people still do that? Yes. Do people still, like, what is Lie a special, about skill special these skills? Days? Yes. I can say the alphabet backwards really fast. And do they ask you for it? Yeah. I've gotten a few, really only in like theater auditions have they were asked. Do people still put like, I can drive. Yeah. Or like, I yeah. Have a manual, manual transmission. I don't know why. That's like, for commercials only. Yeah. Like horseback riding. <laughs> I don't like, why did I put that on my special skills? When am I ever going to ride a horse had, on stage? Horseback riding? Yeah, I still do. Don't, <laughs> but I look at that oh, and I'm like, why do I have that? It's still you. on there. I, I'm like, why do I have this? I looked at it and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> when have you I can walk, I can walk on my hands. When will I ever have to walk <laughs> on my hands in a show? Like when? When's the last time you actually rode a horse? So. <laughs> I, like 10 years, dude, when you guys were training together, when you guys started training eight together. Years, that's eight, eight years. Sorry. I had, there was a client recently I saw, she said that she could do the worm. And I was like, girl, I don't know if you want that on your resume. Like you want to drop down and do the worm every yeah. time someone asks. In your fucking like, audition dress. You know, you, your you Leducs. Got, yeah. your jewel tone dress and shoes. I fucking Do the worm, that. girl. Oh my God. That's um, hilarious. So uh, we want to kind of, we're going to start coming towards some mm -hmm. sort of an end. So one thing we definitely want to do you you're constantly celebrating people so we want to we want to celebrate you for a second here um if you were to daydream for a second and picture your life a few years down the road what are some dreams you'd love to see play out for you not for anyone else but for you a big one is i would i feel a calling to maybe eventually run for an office of some oh, sort wow. i love that yeah that's your love of mad al you think i think it's my love of wanting to help people in a bigger way Interesting. Good for yeah. you. I'd vote for you. I, uh, yeah, I'm having a calling to start exploring like political, the political world. I love that. Yeah. It's so interesting. You, you, you know, I mean, all this stuff is like, again, it's all tracking because, you know, you just needed, you always are trying to help a bigger scope. And it's so interesting because you went to China, which the scope is this small. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, I've already helped all these kids. Let me go to New York and expand that scope and expand that scope. And now you're like, hmm, I have 1,200 students, but how yeah. can I affect 12 and million? And here's something that I think we artists are, we need to help each other understand more is that our skill sets are way more than what we think we have. Right. Like mm -hmm. the empathy, the kindness, what we learn in schools. Yes, we can technically sing a legit song but like we have mad skills as humans to to be able to run for office like right. i have no political degrees but i know how to help people yeah. so that's all i need yeah you know it really is i love that I, so that's I a big dream too and what is um this was just a little question yeah i always wondered like what is your what's your perfect day off like, like what do you do on your perfect day <clears throat> i'm a new runner so okay. i, I run i've been a, seeing that on the yeah, gram I, 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 thanks i uh am like a, in a running club oh, wow. and i love it because i don't have to be in charge right i'm just yeah. a member yeah. and how's that going what it's what, so like, good i ran my first marathon oh you ran a marathon oh so you're starting to run but you just <laughs> casually ran a marathon starting to run okay. like two years but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try running let me just run 26.2 like, miles that's fine <laughs> right. that'll be fun and the gift of having central park is like oh my yeah. gosh like I, I run every morning there. So that's why you spend three hours at Central Park. Yeah. Two Plus of those hours dogs. are running. Yeah. And I have two dogs. So we go on adventures a lot too. The cutest nice. dogs ever. So like running is a perfect day off. 
uh, I'm I love to cook. Mm. I had shout out to my mom in a not good way. She was a horrible cook growing oh, up. Nice. Horrible. <laughs> like so you need it. You must be better. So yeah. So when I got to New York, I went to cooking school just for fun wow. to learn how to cook. So I love to cook. Where and did I, you go? Uh, French Culinary Institute. Of course okay. you did. Yeah. Just one so of I can the best, throw a, just th- one of the best schools. I throw a good dinner party. In. I'm coming. Oh, yeah. Um, and do you do you go see shows ever? Like, do you like seeing theater? Do you- pause. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was. Uh, it's a lot. You know what I mean. That's why I wonder because you deal with it so much, and you I, see these people auditioning for all these shows, and then you have to go see. I them. do go see my clients and things. Yeah, yeah. I once a week I will commit to going and seeing a client in a show, uh, but give me like a play. Uh, yeah. I'll go and watch a Same. play. Really. Yeah. It's like me and karaoke. I don't do karaoke. I have a five rule karaoke five times in this life and then I'm done. I yeah, I don't. Karaoke. I hate karaoke too. And I'm on number four. It's my four. least favorite. Oh, good. It's, only one more and yeah. then you're done. And people ask me, I'm like, do you really want this? Because this is the one. Because this is it. Because this is the one. I'm not going to fucking go to karaoke anymore. So maybe this it's got to be good. Next time you do karaoke, it's got to be with like Kelly Clarkson. You know, you have to like really like aim high. Um, that's amazing. And so do you have any clients in Jagged Little Pill? Yeah, two. Really? Have I you do. seen it? I uh I have not seen it. Why? 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 I'm obsessed with it. I it it's opened re- it opened last night. I've already seen How many it. Five, times have you seen I've it? already seen it five times. Did, did you see the review? Yes. Which one? They loved it. Four. I'm also just as excited that she announced her tour. I know. Yeah, that is. Cool. And is going to recreate. Yeah, that's cool. Like I know, or, I'm dying. Original right orchestrations. I'm literally everything. Dying right now. Yeah. I hear that the second half of that show is literally she's just going to play the Jagged Little Pill album. <sighs> oh wow! That oh, you'll isn't have that to go. special. You'll have to go. Tw- and it's 20 years old. I'm just. It's 25 yeah. years old. What a comeback! <gasps> this is 25 uh, years since Jagged Little Pill. I love it. I can't wait for you to see it. I yeah, hope you enjoy it as much as it. I do. It's literally magic to me. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Um, cool. So, God, I mean, we could literally talk to you for hours. We literally I know. Had, we I had, had so, so many, much, so much more. But I got so into maybe the we'll maybe we'll bring you back for a sequel in season three, season ten, um, <laughs> season ten. Yeah, uh, which is how long I've known you, Maggie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. Once, We're picking you back for season eight. <laughs> once, once we have you, once we have you for another decade, we will uh, go about bringing you back. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on to a little section we like to call winging, winging it. it winging it they're just winging it winging it they're just winging it this is a two-parter we're gonna do two little parts for you because we love you and we think it's fun do any um, tap shoes yes no. okay <laughs> The answer is yes. Um, okay, so we're going to start with a fun game, and we're going to call it Celebrity Coach. NBC has contacted you yeah, I don't to know be... If, if you know, but they actually contacted the Cool Kids table. Oh, NBC. they did. Oh, yeah. great. And yeah. they let us know that they're going to be producing like 10 live musicals this yeah. year. Oh, uh-huh. sweet. So mm-hmm. they were like, who could who could coach these celebrities? And we we're like, oh my God, Jasper Grant. He's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so all these people, the following celebrities have asked you for coaching for specific shows and they need your help. What should they be singing for these? Oh, like a song shows. choice. Yeah. So oh, you're going to do song. And I know you love this so much. So <laughs> we're going to, we're going to start with my favorite. Um, JLo really wants to audition for Grizabella in Cats. Give her a what tune. What should she sing? Boy, I think I would give her like an Ariana Grande song. something driving i think ariana grande the people who do her songs have such brilliant hooks so i would give her a total ariana grande song nice yeah, yeah good for you good. yeah that's a good idea kathy griffin <laughs> is desperate to land the role of ariel in little mermaid which we know is a Red little hair. bit of a stretch it's a little bit of a stretch but but what could work for her could- jasper Boy, what would work for her? Kathy Griffin. Keep in mind, it's Kathy Griffin. These people don't get more talented just because you come up with a song. So think of something that would work for her. Kathy Griffin. (laughs) Ariel. (laughs) Red hair, seashell boobs. She really needs a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's a tough one. Fucking Kathy Griffin singing Ariel. Yeah, we're just as shocked as you, really. Um, but she wants that role. So she she, she contacted us directly. It's okay. You can get back to it. If yeah. you come Think up with something, we'll move to a, an, an even more important one. Um, our our friend, Danny DeVito, he's mm. really looking for a coaching for his audition uh, as Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. Which I could see him playing that part. I can as well. What would he sing, though? Ooh, for Cogsworth. I would, I would probably give him something for maybe like Gentleman's Guide. 
I cringe when every cobbler or butcher or farmer comes touching my banisters, banging my armor. They fingered every finny. Oh, yeah, like yeah. fun and character yeah. 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 Great choice. <laughs> Great choice. Yeah, he's going to book it. A little wicked. He's going to book it. But what about Chloe Kardashian? Oh, she, I heard. She, she knows that she can't sing, but she really wants to ch- try her luck as Roxy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what do you give your non singers for Roxy? How about we give her, like, the opening of Music Man? You can talk, you can talk. You can bicker, you can talk. You can bicker, bicker, bicker. You can talk, you can talk. You can talk, 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 talk. Bicker, bicker, bicker. You can talk all you want. But it's different than it. Perfect. Can you keep a beat? What do you talk? What do you talk? You can talk. You can pick her. You can talk. You can, perfect. Can you perfect. I think Chloe would like now. She'd be like, look, what do you talk? She could use it for Hamilton too, maybe. What do you talk? Two in one. You can talk. A utility song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Talk a little. Talk a little. All right. uh, Speaking of Ariana Grande. Oh, she's going to do something. um, Well, she's really trying to expand her horizons. Um, She's really looking to play Mary Poppins. um, And she just really needs that perfect, perfect track. (laughs) Something sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's even going to take the pony down for this one. So. So really give her some good. <laughs> She's going to turn it into a butt. Yeah, she certainly will. <laughs> let's give her uh let's let's give her like happy working song. Come my little friends as we all sing a happy little working song. Merry little voices clear and strong. Come and roll your sleeves. Oh, oh that's a one. great choice. That's right? very very good. Right? You hear that Ari when you come on season 6? Is it you, true uh, that she's doing the wicked movie? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. But um this Melania Trump she really wants to play Tanya and Mamma Mia. She kind of has the look. Yeah, she was really moved by that um, that play about Donald Trump, um, and now she wants to be on Broadway. Be best. So yeah, be uh, best. so so what do we give her? What do we give Melania <laughs> for Tanya in Mamma Mia? I feel like not. I'm not the coach, but I feel like she could maybe do like Harold's wife from Full Monty. Oh, you know. Yeah. She could do that. You don't really have to sing for that. You could talk it. Right. Melania. Or Poor Unfortunate Souls, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Melania Trump might sing really well? What about like uh, like Simple from Nine? Simple visa fails that touch the heart. Oh, bring oh. back full circle. Yeah. Here we go. We're back on to nine. That's a good one, actually. That's perfect. <laughs> and for she's Melania. low. She's low. Yeah, she, she is, is low. low. She has a very low, smoky voice. <laughs> uh, I love that. All right, cool. We love that. So cool. we are going to now do a little segment. This is for you. Um, we're going to call this one special shout out. Okay. Mm. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to shout yourself out for once. Mm. Okay. Um, since you do such a great job, we talked about all, everything you do for your clients and stuff. Um, but we want to celebrate you today. So we're going to give you some statements and you're going to fill in the blank. It's and, just four sentences. Yep. Uh, and you're just going to give yourself a moment for okay. you to celebrate you. Um, so I wanted to congratulate myself this week for blank. I would like to congratulate myself this week for showing up for myself this week. I really showed up for myself this week. I, uh, I have been tiptoeing back into a more social world. Mm -hmm. So I've been like lovingly going out. Wow. I went out last night. A little, a little, maybe one martini too much. It's okay. (laughs) So I'm a little foggy this morning. You seem like a But I went out and I was like, heck yeah, I went out on a Thursday night. And you had a good time? Yes. Good. I love that. Was it one of your two friends from back home in Paris, Missouri? (laughs) (laughs) Or are we expanding that circle as well? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you still friends with those two people from Missouri though? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. I love them. I bet yeah. they stalk you on social media. Yeah. They definitely do because yeah. you're living. Okay. I love the way I'm always able to. I love the way I'm always able to, I think, intrinsically bring out the good in people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, really that's nice. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful that I possess the gift of. I'm so grateful I possess the gift of. Boy, we've talked about it a lot today. I would say empathy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're such an empath. Yeah. And well, we love we all... themes here at the Cool Kids oh, table. Oh, we sure it. do. Two qualities I'll always cherish about myself is my blank and blank. <laughs> Ooh, <hey. laughs> my tits and ass. <laughs> two qualities? Is that what you said? Two qualities yeah. that I like about myself? Mm-hmm. You would never trade. I'm pretty fucking witty. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, could you see I'm pretty myself? fucking witty. I'm pretty witty. <laughs> and I would have to say, I feel like I can easily, I just love building community. Yeah. Huh. So like organizing, mm. community, things like that. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love that. Jasper, yeah. this has been so great. Yeah, this has I'm been so, so amazing. What thank a gift. you. Thank you. So, no, this has been a gift for us. Like it's so nice having someone that, you know, I didn't, I don't know anything about yeah. your life. Um, I know of you from Maggie, but we shared one day together. We did. Yeah. You, it was for Maggie. You were filming something for Maggie years ago. And I remember you, we had to set up a table upon a table at Ripley Greer mm-hmm. oh and you were goodness. standing up on two tables and yep. I was he does what he has to do I was yeah, to a get nervous mom I was like what, what song what song were you did you have to play for that I don't know I don't I remember no but you came in and, and that was I the first set it time up. I met you yeah. yeah and I was like I'm here for you love I'm always here <laughs> for Maggie he's never left he's never left my side. I love Maggie so much well it's so nice to meet you I can't wait to start coaching with you um, oh, no. what a fun uh, episode this was so great thank you for everything you brought to this thank you you're going to inspire so many people and thank you for continuing to raise up your community and being the empath that you are and the oh, kind, thanks. wonderful human you are. Here. So where can people follow you and stuff? Yes, shout yourself out. Ooh. Do you do... Are you, yes, I'm on Instagram. You're on Instagram. I think my handle is, this is Jasper Grant. And then you have a website. I do have a website, jaspergrant.com. And are you taking new students? I'm taking new students. Okay. Sure. Is it like referral only or how do how no, they... No, I'll meet you. Well, I will meet everyone. Okay. And if we're a good match, we're a good match. Okay, cool. cool. You heard it here first at the Cool Kids Table on Radio yes. 3 Brooklyn. The Cool Kids Table is executive produced by Spiro Marcos and Maggie Stiggers. Music is by Bree Cade and Zach Silva. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe, download, and share this podcast with a friend. Also, check out our sketch show, Theater School Dropouts, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Stay cool. Stay kind. <laughs>